0: Hello and welcome to this edition of Inside Warhawk Athletics presented by Educators Credit Union. This is a new series we've recently launched to showcase the personalities in and around UW-Whitewater Athletics. My name is Chris Lindeke and I'm an Assistant Athletic Director for the Warhawks. Today's guest is Jeff Miller, who's in his 39th season as head men's cross-country coach and his 37th as head women's cross-country coach. Coach Miller's runners have combined for 39 first-team All-WIC honors and 47 other All-Conference accolades. He has coached 17 All-Americans, and a combined 10 of his teams have reached the NCAA championship. The women finished fourth in the nation in 1991, and the men placed fifth in 1999. Coach Miller also serves as an assistant coach for the Warhawk track and field programs, coaching numerous All-Americans in distance and mid-distance events. Coach, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, so, Coach, just give me your update. Um, you know what the what the teams are up to right now, given uh, the fact that the season was canceled uh, by the WIC uh, in, in the summer. Uh, well, currently we're practicing. We're in week eight now of our practices, and. Uh,
1: been going well for the people that are here. We have a number of people that are not here on campus that are doing workouts at home. Some chose to do all online and and stay at home, and others even took a semester off of school, so they have been still doing workouts just on their own, but here at school it's worked out well. Uh, We're able to get kind of a normal workout routine in. Just the thing with racing is a little bit different. We've and a few time trials, and we we did a full time trial last Friday, or a week ago, this past Friday. We're doing another one this Friday, kind of to simulate what when the conference meet would have been, and when the regional meet would have been. Trying to keep them on that kind of a similar calendar with training and stuff. And but yeah, I would say overall, you know, we 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 have had a good good fall with those you know that have been then here.
0: So. Coach, you're coming off a 2019 season where you saw the men have their highest regional finish since 2010 um, for the win, best regional finish since 2007. Um, So really good year for both programs. Um, You know, talk about about what the 2019 season really uh, really meant to the team. You know, it, it seemed like um, you know, on the men's side, from a team standpoint, you were real close to, you know, a spot at the national meet. Um, and again, on the women's side, you know, a lot of a great young core um, and really, you know, kind of peaked at the regional meet. So talk about those two groups and and how they developed during the, the 19 season.
1: Well, you know, 2019, we knew it was going to be a little bit better. We had had some runners previous year that were the junior class was 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 a bigger group for both men and women. So that was kind of our, you know, we knew that this group coming along could take us to another level, and uh, it it came about. And of course, you have to have freshmen and fill in and sophomores behind them. But the, the nucleus of that junior class, which would be senior class this year, was was really was really the impetus of of us becoming, you know, a little bit more confident, gaining some some uh, I don't know, just you know, race experience and, and and belief that maybe we could become, you know, capable of competing with some of the better teams in the co- in the conference and in the region. So it was it was uh, it was nice. You know, it's always a goal to culminate the season at your high high point. Uh, you know, unlike team sports, you're trying to win every game. So, you, you know, you're not like peaking or anything. You're just trying to win every game. So the way you go about your season is pretty routine the same. Whereas in track and field or cross country, there is kind of an end where you're trying to focus your training towards. So um, it, it, sometimes it doesn't look like it during the season that you might be accomplishing some things. But then, you know, at the end, when you start to rest and give them the opportunity to to really show what they, their hard work has done, then it, it can come, you know, and all of a sudden be quite remarkable. You know, like and it just it, we always try to plan it that way. It doesn't always work. Last year, definitely was one of those years where it just, we, we hit it at the right time. Uh, I would say the women even more so than the men, uh, and I'm not downplaying the men, it was just the women really stepped beyond, you know, the next level um, at the regional meet. Uh, men, we thought we could be in the top 10. We thought we could have a shot at going national. We weren't, we had a goal of maybe being in top 10, of The women, but believe me, I thought it was like pretty difficult. Like I was more like, top 15 would be a good the finish this year after our 22nd finish in 2018. So it was just one of those days where everybody was excited. It was fun. The men ran first. They did well. Like the women got very, you know, motivated by watching them. And then they came out and ran their race. And uh, it was a great day. And uh, a lot of it had to do with just the hard work. We've been on a morning strength program the last four years. And I think is really starting to show benefits right now. So we have a lot more attention we pay to weight training because it's not after practice, it's in the morning, it's a phone workout. And obviously working with Lee Munger and some of his staff and then RJ also is a, helps us with that because he he's very involved with the strength aspects of our program, I think have really helped. I think having Amanda mulling around as an assistant has helped the women for sure. Um, she's, she ran for us, she has experience. So just think all that kind of just came to a, okay, like, hey, this is what's happening now. We kind of building towards this, and we want to continue to go from this point on.
0: One runner coach who really, uh, you know, enjoyed an outstanding year last year was, was David Fossbender from the men's side. Um, he's now a two-time All-American in, in cross country and sixth place last year at the national race. What is it about David that makes him um, such a force and such a special runner?
1: Well, we t- talked about it in other um, interviews and things that they did, you know, a little special on him on at the university that they put on the website. And it's just David's ability to really lock in on a focus of of, of what he wants to do, um, his goal, you know, his time, whether it's his time or place or who he's gonna stay with. When he gets into that, you know, mindset, it's really he's one of those people that can just stay focused on that and not be distracted too much by maybe not feeling good that day, or the weather isn't the the nicest, uh, you know things that can get in the way that cause some other people to kind of lose their focus. David uh, isn't get doesn't get distracted by by some of those things, and that's it. And he just very very work ethic so is so hard, so so high level of a work ethic that he's just able to you know understand what it takes to hurt in situations, and is willing to put himself in that situation sooner than a lot of other people will sometimes he runs and when he was early in his career he'd sometimes go way out way too hard but and then suffer later on but you know we over time we talked more about that hey david that that's definitely a way you you should be able to race someday when you're at the fitness level to do it but he learned how to quell that aggressiveness a little bit more and learn how to run within himself and then once he got more fit and just confidence came then then that aggressiveness was could have kind of let it go and he was able to, to do it and and it was fun watching it's fun watching someone who can who can do that who can really put themselves i'll card on the pain train because a lot of people don't want to get there fast they they don't want to only be there for a couple minutes david can put himself there for 10 15 minutes you know he just he's just that kind of person so it's been it's it's, it's great and i think he motivates the other people on the team uh, men and women and you, you know from david he's He's uh, cheering other people on. He's looking for other people when they do well. He's definitely not, you know, all about him and what he's doing. He's very focused on what others do and and likes the team. And that was – he was very excited about the team and our chance at going to Nationals last year. So I think that was – he wanted to lead the team to that possibility. So I think that was giving him a lot of extra motivation. Coach,
0: each year you – kick off the, um, well, you have the the alumni interest squad as kind of an exhibition race, but then you kick off kind of the official start of the season is the Tom Hoffman Invitational, um, which was rededicated to Tom Hoffman, um, what, three, four years ago. Um, you know, having a race here on campus um, is unique, you know, because there aren't a lot of schools. Um, I don't believe there are any schools in our league that have their own campus course that is ready to be, uh, to have a race on it. Um, so how, you know, how is has this home meet kind of set up the year and really served as an advantage, um, for the, for the program?
1: Well, anytime you can keep yourself, um, close to home, it's an advantage just like basketball, football, whatever. So yes, when teams have home meets, it's at a golf course, maybe or something. And it is an advantage because it is their course, but they don't necessarily run on it every day and, practice on it every day. Uh, you know, they might practice on it once every couple of weeks where, you know, we're on our course literally every day, not every day, but two times a week, we do intervals or some part of our workout on the course. Um, today, it's really a windy day. So we're gonna do the woods loop because we'll be out of the wind and we can do this intervals without being out in the middle of the field. You know, practice football field where you're gonna be hit with a lot of wind. So we can do adjustments to the workouts and the locations literally right on campus. So. That's really good. Having the early home meet, I like just because it's nice for the freshmen. You know, we have our inner squad alumni. It's at home. They meet some of the alumni. They do things. And the next week, we next meet we had our our Tom Hoffman invite. So that's kind of another way that they can kind of like get used to racing close to home. Now this year, had we had a season, we would have we would have had a meet between uh, the alumni and the Tom Hoffman. We just had a s- schedule that we did a little differently. So we were going to have a separate. We're going to move the alumni race back a week and then have a new meet. But but anyway, it's early in season. We usually have a parent's day that day and a senior day. So it's just a way to kind of celebrate all that right here on campus. People are here. The parents are here. Some alumni can come watch. And then to name the meet, obviously, it's called the Tom Hoffman Invitational. And name it after, you know, basically one of the greatest runners ever in the WI. It was WSUC back in the day. But, you know, in the State University Conference, he's one of – probably one of the top three runners ever ever come out of out of this he you know he's olympic trials qualifier literally you know not too far off being on the olympic team uh just still holds a record in the ten thousand, which unfortunately i thought david had a shot at breaking last spring but covid came and that would have been very exciting i think tom would have thought it was really cool to have somebody run and run as fast as he did um so yeah, it's, it's 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 special and I think that our course is difficult. It's not like we have a, a difficult in a way that it's it's not laid out like a golf course. So it's not perfect footing. It's not more cross country. And I think it helps us in that sense. Kind of get ready for a season as, as we go to the other meets then all of a sudden meets courses don't seem so difficult. Like I think the training we do on our home course and we go out to LaGrange to the Nordic ski trails on Mondays and we run those trails. They're really tough. Just think it helps build us to those. You know, as we get to the end of the year, work is very strong. It's like strength training while running. I guess is a way to look at it. You're you're just on uneven footing, hills, that kind of stuff.
0: Another part of your schedule, coach, that um, you know you you've kind of built in now is a trip to a different a different region. Um, you know, and and this past year you traveled to Connecticut and took took part in the in that invitational. Um, you flew the teams out there it was a really cool you know opportunity to um, lot some of their some of the kids since it was their first flight um, you know so t- talk to me about that trip how that came about and uh, and what that means for for your programs well I th- we had an
1: idea a little bit about that um, kind of was approached by one of the alumni Scott Richardson about hey, what can we do to try to help our recruiting maybe and and, and try to just you know, do something we haven't been doing um, in order to recruit better athletes, but then not even just that, also to give our team an advantage to see some other regional competition and, and we put ourselves, you know step out of the Midwest and, and just see how we can compete against some of the better teams in the country. And there are at large bursts that you can gain by beating teams from other regions. So it, it helps strengthen your region. So by going out of region, you help your region, if you knock off other teams, show that, hey, this region is pretty strong. Maybe they do deserve a couple more at large. So um, it, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we talked about and we started the endowment and we talked about doing it, you know, going to a meet. And that was probably maybe three or four years before we actually did the trip last year. So it had been in the works for a while. Uh, we finally did it last year. And uh, want to do it every other year. It's motivating for the kids too, because then they can, we don't take the whole team top 10. So it gives them some incentive to kind of be ready to go and to earn that trip as well. Um, we get a lot of out of it as far as out of region competition. It was a great educational opportunity. Like you said, some people hadn't flown, some people had never seen the ocean. You know, we ran on the ocean. The course literally was on the ocean, on the Atlantic Ocean. So, um, you know, those kind of things. We went to the Coast Guard Academy tour there. We did another thing on a, a nuclear submarine. We did a little side excursion there. I just think there was a lot of things that, that just came out of it. It was just way beyond maybe what I even thought it would be because then when we came back from that. I think the team just had a different type of mentality about themselves, you know, maybe that going someplace different made them feel, you know, like, Hey, we're worthy of doing things like this. We can, we're good. We can be better. We can, you know, compete at, at a good level. And and so it, it worked out about as good as we could have hoped for other than three, three or four guys that fell near the start of the race. Uh, it was unfortunate, but it got tangled up in a big mess and probably like 60 guys went down. But uh, that was probably the only thing that happened, and no one got hurt. Fortunately, they all finished their races. But it was uh, it was very uh, very fun. The weather was perfect. We just had, you know, the whole school was really good. Connecticut College. We ate at their dining hall the night before. Oh my goodness, they had the best food. I mean, it was like incredible. I mean, we, we ate there with other teams from other schools. They were around, so we were. It was a very very fun experience. And uh, Ned would like us to come back. You know, we'll see how things go. We might go to Williams College would be another good place to go. That's a place that has a very good program, outstanding teams. They host a very nice meet. Um, so that's, you know, we'll just see how it goes, but we'll definitely continue to do it um, every two years. But, I mean, we'd like to do it every year if we could. I don't know if that will happen, but for sure every two. And you know, I think if you talked to, you know, to kids on the team on, on the other podcasts you've done with them, obviously thought that was a great opportunity to do that. and. And a lot of them look forward to the next one.
0: Yeah, they absolutely, uh, they really seem to enjoy it. So I know that's uh, definitely something that they look forward to now. You know, yeah, and I would say from a recruiting team. standpoint, we mm-hmm. were able to,
1: I mean, I talk to parents and when they're here and I tell their kids, here's what we did and we're doing this and you don't have to fundraise to do this. No, we pay for this. This is just they're, they're on the team on the top 10, they get to go. It's really been opening some eyes. We like, really? Yeah, no, we'll do this for you. This is what we're trying to do to make it a special situation here. You know, these kids are non-scholarship athletes. We should try to provide them some type of experiences that we can. Um, to, you know, some other programs. I know volleyball has traveled and soccer has traveled, and, and, and that's wonderful things. And, of course, those are expensive trips, and they'll have to fundraise for those, and the kids sometimes have to pay something. I think that's wonderful. We just came to the point, like, we want to make it something where we don't. We want it to be like this. Is you've earned this? We're doing this for you. We're doing this for our team and our program to try to better it and to make it attractive to a lot of you know people that might be coming. You know, well, what's Whitewater got that's special? Well, this is what we got that special and something we're gonna do. And like I said, parents, when I'm talking to recruits more recently, since we started this about three years ago, we started kind of recruiting this and pushing this. It's it's been it's been beneficial. We've been able. to.
0: I don't say that's the reason, but I think it helps kids make decisions. Let's take a break to talk about Educators Credit Union. We're all educators in our own way. Whether you share knowledge in a classroom, with your kids, or with your friends, there's a teacher in you. That's why Educators Credit Union membership is open to anyone who works or lives in southeastern Wisconsin. To learn more about joining us, visit ecu.com or call toll-free 1-800-236-5898 that's ecu.com or toll-free 1-800-236-5898 educators credit union achieving more together now back to the podcast you've had a lot of you know very you've, you had some you've had a lot of success in your career you you know you've had a lot of um, strong runners you've got 12 runners in the hall of fame in cross country in the uw whitewater athletics hall of fame Um, As I alluded to earlier, you've had 10 teams go to nationals. Um, But your son, Dawson uh, Dawson Miller, um, was a part of the cross-country and track and field programs when he was an undergrad at UW-Whitewater. And in 2014, um, he actually reached the uh, national meet. Um, I think it was in the Cincinnati area. Um, And then later that year, in 2015, and during track season, um, he won a national championship running the, running the steeplechase. Um, you know, what did it mean to you to, to coach your son and, um, you know, to watch him compete at a really high level, um, you know, not only in track, um, which, you know, was more his speed, it seemed like, but mm-hmm. but he had some success in cross country as well. And he, yeah. and he made that national meet.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well- yeah, I mean it's 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 always uh, you
1: know kind of when you get to coach your one of your children in anything you know I used to coach them in little league when they were growing up and you know helped out with basketball or something sometimes so you know that's that's a different kind of coaching but you know it's more of a teaching time and that that stuff but yeah I mean knowing that he you know he he could be a, a really good runner he he didn't run cross country in high school he played soccer he played basketball he did track and. And I was always a, a very much of a 3 sport kind of person. And I really thought it was important to try lots of things, not to specialize. I mean, I just, I was always into all sports. And I got into running very late in high school. Kind of, I used to play baseball and I played basketball. And it just, all of a sudden, I realized running might be the best thing I was at. And Dawson was similar in that, you know, I could see that he could really be a good runner if he really wanted to, but he also was a really good soccer player. And he would always kid me and say, hey, Dad, everybody tells me I should be a runner, but you. And I said, well, I said, I was, I, I played basketball and I did these other sports and, you know, and I just decided that I was going to be a runner. I mean, something that you have to kind of, what you want to do. I, you know, I, it's not what, what I think you should do. I think you need to figure it out. So I think when his senior year in high school, he, he kind of figured out in track, he was, went to state in three events. I think he started to realize, hey, maybe this running thing is something I should continue to do. So when he came to school here to run. You know, cross-country was new. Everything was that was tough, the longer distance, it was definitely unique to him. He was more of an 800, 400 runner on track, maybe a miler. You know, those were mid-distance running. So, Um, But I knew that he had the potential to be very good. He's a really good athlete. I was a steeplechaser when I ran in college. My brother was a steeplechaser when he ran in college. And I could see Dawson have... our, Our two abilities together wouldn't get close to his. I mean, he just had that knack that, you know, that he could be really really good at this event because he has speed, he has endurance got agility, those are all things that, I, that it requires to be I think a really good steeplechaser so once uh, he kind of got into that he really liked it right away and, and then just he wanted to become a really good steeplechaser, I mean he he really had desired, you know, talk about kind of like David, You know, when people just want something they just work hard at it and he was he really did work hard, I mean like Not just because my son, he, every day, he wouldn't miss a day. He just, he was into the training, you know, getting ready and prepared. So, and the weight training part of it, he did all that stuff, you know, you knew. So, you know, I wasn't surprised. I was surprised initially how fast he ran his freshman year when he almost made the national meet. You know, I mean, literally a year from being a runner, you know, not even a runner, to all of a sudden almost going to the national meet, you know, in, in track. So, I knew then that, well, he's going to probably have some some success with this. And, and he did. You know, he was able to run the mile. he's able to run the 5,000. he's able to run the 3,000, DMR, and steeplechase. So the, the thing about him is he was always very kind of versatile. And, you know, it was, it was a very, very proud moment, obviously, for him and for myself and, and his mother. When we were at most all the meets, she came to pretty much all of them. So, you know, to finally see him be able to. His senior year, you know, win the national title because I think the year before he had a shot at winning. It just happened he ran one of the best steeplechasers of all time. Michael LeDuc who was a two-time national champion. Literally, Dawson time he ran his junior year, he would have won the last four nationals. You know what I mean? Like, it, nobody's broken nine minutes at nationals. I think since the year he won, you know, the winner. So it's you know, but that's how life goes. You know, like hey, you know, you're you're running against some of the best. You know, you have the opportunity. You know, finishing third, second, and first in sophomore junior team was pretty cool. But the one thing, too, I'll say about him is that every one of his PRs were from nationals. Every personal best, mile, 3,000, steeplechase, distance medley relay team, they were all done at the national meet. And that's one, you know somebody's a competitive person that they can, under those conditions, they do the best they've ever done. So that, that was probably what I was most proud of when he, he would show up every time when it was nationals. It was, it wasn't like he wasn't gonna, you just weren't worried if he wasn't gonna run well. It was just, how well will he do? Kind of like David, you know, you're like, how well is he gonna do? You know, it's 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 never usually too much. Now in track, David's had a few more struggles because, but I don't look at that in cross country, he has always come up when it's been a big race, you know, and that's pretty much more his speed. But, but yeah, and there's a long story about your son, but, but him, you know, it was for my son, but, yeah, it was, it was fun to go through that whole process with him. And then he helped coach after that, which was really cool. And he was able to kind of be around the team and help out with other people and train with them while he was still trying to train, you know, beyond college, to maybe qualify Olympic trials was kind of a goal of his that didn't come out to happen, but, you know, to be able to continue to run and stuff. Was, it was really neat, really cool. Great, something that sh- we could share that, you know, my parents don't really get to do that, so.
0: Coach, um, you're one of the, I would imagine now, um, well, now you're, now you're the longest tenured, em, or you, you've you been the longest tenured employee in the Williams Center. I know Gary Harms You and you were always neck and neck, but yeah. um, now that Gary's retired, there's, you know, there's no doubt that you are the longest tenured employee, um, not only in the athletic department, but in the Williams Center. Um, you know, you, your wife works on, your wife, Lori, works on campus. Um, what is it that makes UW Whitewater and the Whitewater community um, such a special place uh, to work and live?
1: Well, I mean, Whitewater is just a, its a small town, you know, with a large university. I mean, twelve—you know, ten to twelve thousand. I came here; we weren't weren't quite this big, but always a pretty good sized campus for the size of the city. So, lots of hovered around the campus. Um, lots of things to do around the campus without a lot of distractions off the campus. So you, you, you know, it brings people to the campus a lot more. Um, and I like the small town kind of thing. I like the, you know, like I tell people, you live close to the action without living in the action. So like I can go to Chicago, I can go to Milwaukee. I can go, I can do other things by living in a really nice community that is easy to know. You get around, you know, people, you know, your neighbors, your kids, new people. Um, it, it go to the, all the games, whether you go to basketball, football, volleyball, you can go all these contests, you go to some musicals on campus, there's some performances at the CA. There's all kinds of lectures going on on campus. There's, there's so many things to do. Um, and, and I just think what has always been a little bit more of a close campus. I mean, the, the a lot of support for each other. I think people feel pretty, like they know people around the campus. Uh, it's a small, like it's almost a small private school, but it's really not, but it feels more like that. And I know when people come to visit our campus, recruits they, they say that too, like, wow, this is really a, kind of a big place, but it seems really kind of friendly. Like, you know, people or, you know, like a lot of people will say hi, and it's, it's all that kind of, I think that's, that's a good thing. It's a good vibe. And I think Whitewater's kind of always had that. Um, and, I, and I think the campus itself is really a nice campus. It's very, a very nice campus. We do a lot to keep the buildings have been obviously continually upgraded since the time I came here. You know, there there was no Field House, there was no Highland Hall. There were, you know, the new dorms that have gone up. There's just been so many changes. They've all been very positive. How the how the campus itself looks from a, you know, landscaping situation. It's just they do a great job. It, it's an appealing place when you're walking around it. Um, yeah, it was it, it was just an easy place to work. Uh, I was always I was a public school teacher, obviously, for many years as well. So I was always coaching and teaching in a public school. So I had two jobs. So it's always shifting from one place to the other, but but um, it's always it's been a, a really nice. I like it. I like the I like the the uh, closeness of it, and I like the area as well because it's uh, like I like to do outdoor stuff. I like to hike. I like to ski. I like to ride a bike. I like to do so many different things, and there's all that to be offered here. If I was a hunter and a fisherman, I could do all those things too. I I don't do those things, but they're right there, they're all right here in, in the area. So um, yeah, when I came here in 82, I was the youngest person and when I, I'm here now, and I'm the oldest person. So I guess that's as it happens, you know, all of a sudden, before you know it, uh, it's uh, yeah, a lot of people, I always try to keep people like, Forrest Perkins hired me, you know, like that's how long I've been here, you know, he, he hired me, he was the athletic director, head football coach when I was here. So. I first came to Whitewater. So Rex Foster was the track coach, you know, and, you know, Bob Fiscom and Jim Miller and and, and uh, all these people, John Raby, all these people from the athletic department, Marty Van Steen, and Diane Jones, you know, those are all people I've been around and here and worked with, and now they're obviously retired and doing other things. But, um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh it's wonderful. So. I think it's very fun to be able to stay in one place your whole career pretty much. And
0: I like it, I like it a lot. So I wanna circle back to the, kind of the the current team. Um, You know, like you alluded to earlier, um, last year you had those really uh, strong junior classes, you know, on on both sides. Um, You know, David Fossbender, who we talked about, Kyle Newroth, um, Connor Hackett on the men's side, you know, for the women, you have, you have Jesse Braun, um, you know, Julia Fuel, some other runners, um, you know, that really, uh, you know, you had, it's too bad that this year couldn't have been played out, um, right. you know, because you really have that strong combination of those classes. And then some of the younger runners, you know, um, right. Paige Vosbender on the women's side comes to mind. Um, on the men's side, Justin Krause, you know, that, that whole group, Um, you know, what do you see for the, for the future of this program? Um, You know, I know there's individually, there's going to be, you know, a lot can still play out, um, you know, just because uh, the the future is so uncertain right now, but what do you kind of see as the, the future of this, this group and and this program moving forward? Well, we, uh, many of the seniors have,
1: basically told me that they're going to be back in the fall um either they're extending you know getting a second minor or some of them are going to grad school there's just a bunch of different scenarios but a lot of them want to make it you know work out so that they can utilize all their eligibility um on the women's the, the men pretty much on the women's side i think that one will be a little tougher i don't know you know like julia and jess are kind of don't know if that will happen. I mean, Kennedy. I'm not sure what Kennedy's going to be up to for sure next year as, as well. So it, it's a little bit more precarious there. Um, but we did have a really nice sophomore class, or their sophomores now freshmen last year, which was nice. Uh, this year's we had a couple of nice freshmen come in as well, um, and some are on campus, some aren't, but they all plan on running. You know, like eventually be here in the spring. So, you know, we're excited where we went and we're recruiting now. We think we have a a couple of pretty good kids. So, um, and some are coming this week to visit. So we're trying to, trying to make it where, you know, we feel, you know, we want to keep this momentum going. We want to make sure that we, you know, try to keep this upward trend continuing. Uh, you obviously need to get people coming in every year to help do that. And, uh, that's kind of currently what we are. We it looks like we might get a couple transfers um, at this point for next year. If, if well, for sure we're getting one. Just don't know if I can. It's a young lady who's not sure she wants to run anymore. And she went to a scholarship school and she was at a pretty high pressure high school program. I think she just kind of burnt out. And but you know, I'm hoping that you know, maybe she just comes here in the spring, meets me, meets some of the teams. She may realize, hey, you know, running can be fun. Doesn't have to be a doesn't have to be a torture. Know, we can make it maybe happen, but if, if that doesn't happen, it doesn't. And on the guys' side, we might have. Looks like we're going to get a transfer kid. We tried to recruit a few years ago, and and he's pretty good. So, yeah, just keep keep going at it and uh, trying to motivate people. Like, hey, let's get ready. You know, we, we're going to keep training. We want to track. We want to see track happen. Uh, what what will happen we track is on, you know, unknown. But it's our goal to train like it's going to happen, and. And I think we will. I'm pretty confident we're going to have a very strong team, similar, stronger or as strong or stronger than we would have had this year. Uh, On the men's team, for sure. On the women's team, I don't have as much. If Jess were to come back, I would feel a lot more confident. If uh, you know, Julia was back, Kenny were back. You know, we had those those seniors that would have been around this year still there. I need them around because they've got all that experience and stuff too. So, Um, but yeah, you know we've. Maybe we just uh, I always tell them, control we can control. We, we just got to do what we can do. Let's train. Let's get fitter. Let's try to do some time trials, test ourselves, and then let's, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hope to see uh, hope to see the cross-country kids uh, competing in track this, this spring. Keep our fingers crossed for that. Um, coach, I just want to wrap up with just some, uh, some kind of quick hitter-type questions for you um so we'll just kind of go here favorite what's your favorite restaurant in whitewater
1: oh man i mean i eat a lot of them i mean <laughs> it varies i mean i could mention a bunch but i mean i like 841 you know obviously it's a nice place but I also like second say i also like rick's I mean, <laughs> you know i've eaten at all of them i've been there here so long I can't really say i have a favorite. you know yeah, We like taco fresco. Okay. If we're going to be, like you're just going to like, say, you need to get something to eat, but I like taco fresco, but I like the black sheep too. You know, like, like, I like them all. They're just, you know, I always tell people I like food and if I don't have to make it, it's good. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's a lot of nice restaurants in Way, but yeah, I would, if you were going to tell me I probably go to taco fresco. That would be my one choice.
0: Sounds good. Uh, Coach, other than the uh, other than the course, what's your favorite spot on campus?
1: Oh, man, I spend so much time on the course. That it's like the <laughs> out there. so I, that's, that's a hard question. Um, uh, My favorite spot on campus, besides the course, I guess it'd have to be the Williams Center. I the <laughs> Williams Center's not the course, so I guess I'll say the Williams Center because, you know, this isn't my venue. It is for track, but... Um, I I like like I, I don't spend enough time in some of the other buildings I wish I did you know mm-hmm. but I just like growing through campus to be quite like the fountain in the middle I love that fountain that, that they put you know in the middle that that's really a beautiful that's a huge that when they put that in that was like wow that mm-hmm. was really when I know when I brought kids here again recruits and parents they just like wow this is really beautiful I did that whole area of the mall in the middle of campus it really brings it to like here's the middle of campus, you know, it's, it's nice.
0: Your favorite race course, other than obviously, other than our campus course, what's your favorite race course that we've run on recently? Probably um, it, it's at Whitetail Golf
1: Course and it's Eau Claire's home course and Stout uses it too. We've run a number, we've run a national meet there. We run many regionals, we run conference here, very fair. It's it's not flat pancake. It's got hills, but yet it's still a fast course. And if you talk to most of the runners, they they would probably say the same thing. They that's probably the one course that we we like the most.
0: What's your favorite professional sports team? On the Packers.
1: Packers easily, yeah.
0: Been a Packer fan since I watched the Ice
1: Bowl, Chris. You got to remember, <laughs> I was I was I watched the Ice Bowl, and I was probably seven. Is that sixty five? Yeah, I was seven I, vividly I don't remember watching it on a black and white TV, just being like what we're, we're jumping around bar four stars fourth and go. like we're like can't believe are we gonna win or not? And I uh, yeah, I love the Packers. I've watched them ever since I was a kid. Played football in the backyard like everybody does and thought you were the next boy Dollar or you know, whomever, you <laughs> know, back as dating myself a little, but you know, you'd be like well, just was the Packers, you know, Bart Starr, Paul Horning, you know, all that, Jerry Kramer. Interesting note, when I was an RA, I had lots of stories, when I was an RA at La um, I had a young man on my, my floor and uh, he was, you know, from the Green Bay area and I didn't realize it at the time. And, uh, but then I found out, well, his last name was Kramer and his dad, oh. Jerry Kramer. And we were waiting for him to come pick him up for Thanksgiving. And his dad came and and, and walked up to us. And you thought you were going to see this big, massive person, but he's not. He's not a big man. Like Mm -hmm. back then, players weren't, you know, 6'5, 350 pound offensive linemen. He's probably like six feet tall, maybe. And not, didn't look that big. But boy, when he put his hand out and went to shake it, my hand disappeared. Like it was gone. (laughs) It was like a bear got my hand and he shook it and he had his (laughs) ring on. I mean, his. Yeah, his big Super Bowl ring on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was pretty cool. So I, yeah, I've just always been a Packer, Packer fan. Yeah,
0: Jerry Kramer's an all time great. That's a cool name. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So I got to meet him. You know, Tony, his son's name was Tony. I got to mm-hmm. meet him just uh for a little bit. So that was pretty cool.
0: Last one, what's your favorite? And this is not real applicable right now, but your favorite vacation spot.
1: Hmm. Well, I guess when we were young, we took the kids many times to Gulf Shores, you know, Alabama with a lot of the other people from Whitewater. So families would go down there like the Harmses and the Lanzes and just all different kind of people. The city of Whitewater almost used to transplant down there. So um, that was nice. You know, I we went there probably four or five times. Um, just remember the kids growing, you know, being younger, been laying around the beach, playing around with these other kids. Um, that was that was pretty neat. Um, it, but you know, I've been to a lot of pretty nice places. So, but that one we've been to the most often. So, um, although we did we did another anything by the water, I guess it was I should say because anytime we've taken family vacations, we're usually on water, like on the Atlantic. We, we rented a house a couple times on the Atlantic Ocean for family reunions and stuff, and down South Carolina. And those were just those are tremendous. You sit on the beach and just hang out. Anything by the by Big bodies of Water though, yeah, that would be my favorite.
0: All right, well, Coach, thanks again so much for joining me today on Inside Warhawk Athletics presented by Educators Credit Union. Um, appreciate all the time, good luck, and wish you the best moving forward.
1: All right, thanks, Chris.